Thank you, Father Thomas. Uh, first of all, I would like to apologize for my English, which is not as good as I would like, uh, but I think it will be sufficient for our communication. Um, it is important uh, for me to, to say, first of all, that I'm an astronomer. And for this reason, my approach is more centered on science than on other aspects. But I must say that uh, it is also maybe one of my expectations for this uh, meeting, for this lecture, that uh, this lecture can stimulate uh, interest uh, in studying the figure of Angelo Secchi, even from the philosophical or theological point of view. So I think it is also a, a very a good opportunity also for uh, maybe um, go into details for other aspects that I cannot, of course, because I'm not the competence for this, I cannot uh, um, study enough. Anyway, uh, I must say that uh, Angelo Secchi was uh, very, uh, oh, this blocker. Sorry, I just uh, um, I must try again to do this. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, I think that uh, uh, Angela Secchi can be defined as a sort of problematic figure. And this is because of many reasons. First, because he was involved in many religious and philosophical controversies, and also in scientific quarrels, and also in political and or institutional conflicts. Of course, I have not time enough to speak about all this, but I just give some ideas and some um, concepts about, about this uh, um, problematic aspects of, uh, of the figure of Angelo Seck. And I must also mention that recently there were um, biographical studies on his figure. You have mentioned the biography uh, regarding the stars, but also other books were published recently in Italian and in English. And this has uh, stimulated the interest uh, uh, to, to this important astrophysicist and scientist in general, uh, who gave important contributions in the field of, in many fields of sciences. And I would like to, um, to, to organize my lecture uh, following these, um, these steps. First of all, I would like to, 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 to present briefly uh, the uh, context of his time, the scientific and historical context of his time, which was not easy. And also I'll give you a short biographical profile and the scientific activities. And also uh, what 
difficulties he met inside and outside the church and his position in some scientific and philosophical debate and concluding by uh, talking about the modernity of his uh, personality. Um, first of all, um, the scientific, philosophical and political context of the time. It was a very complicated time. Andrew Secchi lived in, uh, in the full uh, time of positivism and uh, positivism, of course, had a great influence in science. And uh, um, he lived in a time where for instance, about astronomy, uh, positivism was uh, um, a vision which was immediately broken by some uh, um, important uh, discoveries made in the in around the half of the 19th century. But uh, according to Comte, a, a astronomy was just restricted to geometrical and economical phenomena. And this was this was proved not to be true because around the half of the 19th century, when physics was applied to astronomy, it became possible also to know uh, much about the chemical composition of the celestial bodies. So this 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 view of the positivism is also. In, in interest in, in, in a sort of crisis for these uh, um, new discoveries. But it is also a time where astronomy was very conservative and uh, astronomers were not open to this uh, uh, introduction of new techniques in astronomy. They have a sort of purist idea that astronomy should be only connected to, uh, to the study of celestial motions. And everything else that can be learned about the heavenly bodies is not properly of astronomical interest. This is a view by Bessel, one of the most important astronomers of the beginning of the, the first half of the 19th century. But even at the end of the century, we find uh, Otto Riemann von Struve, who was astronomer in Pulkovo, St. Petersburg. And he also, uh, uh, says that astrophysical investigations are far from the standard of scientific accuracy possessed by classical astronomy. God forbid that astronomy should be carried away by fascination with novelty and diverge from its essential basis, which has been sanctified for centuries. It is a very conservative view, of course, not open to, to new techniques, not open to new um, to novelties in, in science and in astronomy in this case. And uh, it is also not, on, not only in astronomy, but also in other fields of science, there are new ideas circulating. For instance, in physics, new physics theories, atomism and kinetic theory of gases, and the ideas of Mendeleev, Maxwell, and Boltzmann. But it is also in biology, the time of evolutionism, in 1859, uh, Darwin published on the origin of species, and also in geology. So, so there is a great debate about the uh, Earth's age. So it's a very, a very, uh, very rich uh, century. It's a century in ferment, which many ideas circulating, and 
Seki was interested to all these aspects. He was interested to what was modern at that time. New ideas were very attractive for him. Uh, he had uh, a very open, um, very open-minded attitude towards these these novelties. But it is also a very complicated time from the historical and political point of view because Italy at that time uh, underwent a process of political unification with many revolutions inside the inside the, the, the pre-unitarian states. And of course, this involved and affected very much um, the, the, the life of Seki because he lived in Rome. Rome was part, uh, was the capital of the Papal States. And in that century, there is the end of the Papal States. So it's also a very complicated time from the political point of view. Um, what happened, especially from this point of view in Italy and the Catholic Church, of course, all the, all the revolutions which prepared the political unification of Italy and the birth of the Kingdom of Italy and also the, uh, the reaction of the church to the, um, to, the, to the Kingdom of Italy, to the unification, uh, until the annexation of Rome to the Kingdom of Italy and, um, and the expropriation of the properties of the church around the end of the century. So it is a very complicated time, even for the Catholic Church and even for, of course, for uh, religious uh, in Italy. Um, of course, all this also in, and as a consequence, the difficult relationship between the Italian government and the Pope, and Zeki was more or less in the middle of this, uh, of this conflict because he was a, a very appreciated scientist. And so it, it, his collaboration was, was precious for the Italian scientists, but he was also a Jesuit, a man of the church, and uh, he was in the middle of many diplomatic uh, accidents and uh, controversies. Um, now I would like to give you a short biographical profile of Angelo Secchi. He was born in, uh, in Reggio Emilia in a middle class family. He entered at the age of 15 the initiate of the society. Society of Jesus in Rome, and he was sent to teach physics at the Collegio Romano to achieve his uh, theological studies. And in uh, 47, he was ordered priest, and in but the Year after, in 1838, uh, because of the revolutions, the Jesuits were invited by the, the Pope to leave Italy and to go on voluntary exile abroad. And he spent a few months in, uh, in the United Kingdom at the Jesuit College of Stonyhurst, and then more or less one year at the Georgetown College in Washington, the United States. 
these two um, sojourns were very important for the formation of Secchi because uh, increases this, uh, this attitude to be open-minded uh, and also he had the opportunity to meet uh, um, scientists and scientific personalities, important scientific personalities in the United States, for instance, he started to have some um, relationships, some connections, and some correspondence with important uh, um, scientists of that time. And uh, in uh, uh, 1849, he went back. The situation, the political situation, became again stable, and uh, Jesuits can come back to. To, to, to Rome, and he became, he was appointed director of the College Roman Observatory because of the uh, early death of the previous director. And he also, uh, a few years later, he obtained the permission to move the observatory and to build a new observatory uh, from the Tower Calandrelli, where it was. Before uh, at the beginning, to the uh, roof of the Saint Ignatius Church, and he, he installed the, the, the previous instruments, but also a new instruments, a very beautiful um, refractor telescope, which he had uh, the opportunity to to purchase thanks to a legacy from one of his assistants, and he starts a very modern. Um, scientific program for his uh, uh, astronomical research. In, uh, in 1870, he is, uh, because of the annexation of Rome to the uh, Kingdom of Italy, uh, of course, uh, the, the situation, the political situation changed. He was uh, invited by the Italian government to um, to, to, to help the chair of astrophysics at the University della Sapienza, but because of um, some conflicts, diplomatic conflicts between the government, Italian government, and, and, and the Pope, he was forced by his by obedience to his superiors to renounce to this chair. It was a very difficult moment for him at that time. And also from, uh, from uh, 1870 on, he always li uh, lives in this, uh, in, a, in, a, in a very uh, precarious state where, he's, uh, where he has not uh, idea what is his future. He has uh, he lived the risk of losing the observatory because of the expropriation, the risk of confiscation. Um, however, thanks to his uh, scientific authority, which was uh, well recognized by the people at the time, he was confirmed the director of the observatory thanks to a special decree from the Italian government. Uh, but in 1879, uh, 78, he, he, he died. In, he dies in Rome uh, before before his uh, 60, 60th birthday. Is um, a very well-known scientist, uh, and he gave important contribution in many scientific fields. But of course, is mostly known as an astrophysicist because he was really one of the fathers of the modern astrophysics. 
and uh, um, he was a very um, prolific writer and authors of many articles and books. And uh, he had really many, many scientific interests, going from astronomy to astrophysics, meteorology, geomagnetism, oceanography, and geodesy, and even his hobbies, like paleontology, archaeology, economics, he gave also contributions in these in this, uh, fields. Of course, the common denominator was physics because uh, Sek is a physicist before being an astronomer and his background is in physics and this has marked very deeply all his uh, scientific activity because his approach is always that of a physicist, of an experimental physicist. He liked to to build by himself his instruments, to modify instruments. So it's very uh, attentive to the application of physics. And this is just a, a, a small list of uh, the most important contribution he gave in these in this fields. But of course, uh, there are many, many others uh, which uh, I cannot mention, but uh, it, it is a really very interesting figure especially for this uh, wide, uh, wide um, spectrum of, of interests, of course. Uh, however, is mostly known because, because of his contribution to astrophysics. Why? Because he was uh, very attentive to the application and development of new techniques and instruments. He was a specialist, he was one of the first astronomers who used photography and spectroscopy in astronomy. And these were two new techniques which were developing in those years. And he immediately uh, recognized the, the, the potential of the use of these new techniques and that this can change in the astronomy. And also, he extended and consolidated the knowledge about the physical and chemical nature of the celestial objects, especially his contributions in solar physics were very, very important. And in, in the end, he, uh, he, he contributed to the acknowledgement of the status of scientific discipline for astrophysics because um, there were many resistance to accept astrophysics as a separate scientific discipline from astronomy. And uh, all the activity uh, and uh, the work by, made by Secchi uh, contributed to identify astrophysics as a separate discipline from astronomy. At the Collegio Romano Observatory is uh, his, role, his arrival was a very important, uh, they gave very important, make very important changes, especially in publications, because he started with uh, many important publications and especially new publications, for instance, the Bulletino Meteorologico, which was conceived as a, as a modern bulletin for circulating the scientific news. Uh, Seki was convinced of the importance of circulating uh, scientific information. 
and uh, um, and also for circulating past this information. Otherwise, um, it is uh, the the news became obsolete, and for this reason, he, he published this monthly bulletin. Where you can find any information about astronomy and other and other sciences, just for uh, help this uh, this uh, this this diffusion of the scientific culture uh, in uh, not only in the scientific context but also in the in a wide context, of popularizing in, in some sense also science. And uh, he was mainly known because of his contribution to the uh, study in spectroscopy. Um, spectroscopy, of course, was a, a scientific discipline dating back to the beginning of the 19th century because von Hofer was the first who observed the presence of um, dark lines in the uh, sunlight when it is dispersed through a glass prism and but of course we cannot uh, identify the nature of this of this uh, uh, dark lines and uh, later uh, Kirchhoff and his collaborators in Heidelberg they um, formulated the radiation laws and they uh, identified this uh, um, dark lines as produced by the chemical elements which are in the uh, solar atmosphere. So they could map the spectrum and uh, identify which uh, chemical elements are on the, on, in the sun. So. And uh, this idea of uh, observing the, the spectra, the star of the stars, was first uh, an idea of uh, an Italian astronomer in Florence, Giovanni Battista Donati, he recognized that there was a connection between the kind of a spectra and the color of the stars. He recognized that, uh, for instance, white stars have similar spectra and yellow, orange, and red stars have also similar spectra. And this is uh, um, a sort of basic idea that Secchi used to formulate a classification of the star, one of the first spectral classification of stars. This is maybe the most important contribution that Seki uh, um, gave to astrophysics because his, uh, um, his classification in three, uh, in three types, in three classes, then he added a fourth class in 1869, and then also another fifth type in, uh, just before his, his death. So he, he had this idea that uh, that the stars are maybe that, that maybe in his mind there is also an idea of, of evolution of the stars, but he could not. Um, Study didn't have time enough to 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 develop this this idea. Anyway, he, he recognized that there was this connection and also classified the thousands of stars starting from their from their spectrum. Uh, the, 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 it was the base of all the following 
classification, especially the most important, the classification made at Harvard, the United States, where uh, Edward Pickering, starting from second classification, developed a new classification, which is still in use today. Um, Zeki gave important contributions also to solar physics. He participated in an in a, uh, astronomical expedition in Spain to observe the total solar eclipse in 1860. And for the first time, he used uh, photography. To, uh, the idea was to photograph the totality phase of the, of the eclipse. And these photographs uh, which he obtained and was very important because in another station, the English uh, astronomer Warren de la Rue also made some photographs and the comparison of these two sets of photographs could uh, clarify and uh, um, confirm that solar prominences are uh, phenomena which are really pertaining to the sun, not just optical illusions. So this is a very important, this was a very important um, result of this application of photography to, uh, to the eclipse. Is also, Nseki also developed some instruments for measuring the solar radiation which is a sort of prototype of the modern volumeter, which were developed around the end of the century by Langley. And uh, he also participated in another uh, uh, expedition to Sicily to observe another total solar eclipse uh, in 1870. And uh, this time it was a very important eclipse because uh, he had the opportunity to start a, a collaboration with an astronomer in Palermo, Pietro Tacchini, who had the, the same uh, telescope. Uh, the the Merzio Equatorial in Palermo was, was a telescope which was more or less the same uh, size and the same form of the uh, telescope which uh, um, Secchi used in Rome, so they could compare the results of their observation, having the same instrument. And uh, starting from this, they observed the sun and observed, especially the spectroscopically, observed the solar prominences and they tried also to classify solar prominences. And uh, uh, from starting from this uh, collaboration, they decided to establish uh, a sort of uh, network of uh, observers that can monitor uh, the, the sun, and the, the, some spots and prominences, etc. And from this idea, they uh, established the, the, so the, the Italian Spectroscopical Society, which is the first astrophysical society. And they had a scientific program made of uh, solar monitoring, and they published uh, the memoir, the memoir of, the, of this society, which has today are considered the first astrophysical journal ever published. And Saki was one of the most important contributors to this, to this memoir. Um, I just mentioned some important contributions also in the field of meteorology, because uh, um, Saki was also very active in this field. He was uh, in, 
invented the first meteorological network in the proper states and also sort of uh, um, weather warning service uh, just for uh, forecasting and uh, um, prevent uh, storms or other meteorological events which can also provoke uh, um, damage just to the people or to um, yeah, ships or no. And he was also um, a member of the Italian Commission for the National Meteorological Network Coordination. So the Italian government uh, used the SECI expertise to build another, another meteorological network. And he also invented this instruments. This is the meteorograph, which is a very important instrument. It is considered the prototype of the modern automatic recording machines, uh, for re which recorded all the uh, all Okay. Uh, Eliana, are you still there? Oh, uh, looks like you're muted briefly. I, I I think you're muted what, still. One second, I need to unmute. Let's see. Ileana, are you there? Let's see here. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I think it's, um, yeah, I, I think we're good. Uh, the oh. connection's been a little bit on and off, but I think it's been, been there was some kind of problem with the connection. Okay. okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. So the, this, this was another important contribution. This meteorograph was a sort of um, prototype of automatic recording machines. It, it recorded all the meteorological parameters at the same time, so temperature and pressure and uh, uh, humidity and wind and rain. And, so, and it was also um, awarded. Oh, again, I have a problem with. Uh, sorry, I have to. Because. Okay. Joys of technology. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And this instrument was awarded the Grand Prix at the uh, Universal Exhibition in Paris in 1867. Of course, this increased enormously the popularity of Seki abroad. And he was a very prolific also in writing treatises. Uh, for instance, uh, this is just the, the list of the most important. The first one was a very important book of physics on the unity of physical forces. This was a very controversial book, as we shall see in a few minutes. 
And uh, also another book was regarding the sun and also about the stars and also about the um, earth physics. You can see also uh, how many editions and translations of this book, so they were really successful books. But uh, um, maybe you can also uh, see that uh, no English translation of these books. And this was also an, another problem. There was some kind of opposition from the English uh, astronomers. It is not easy why, maybe also for religious uh, prejudices. This is to be much more explored in that. But uh, there was a sort of veto about the publication of SEC in, in, in England. Uh, on the contrary, in the United States, they were published, they were mentioned and circulated very much. This is the book on Sun, very, one of the most beautiful treatises on the, on the on solar physics of the time. This is the book on the stars, this is the book of the, of the uh, terrestrial physics. This is maybe the, the most uh, um, delicate point, the opposition that he met outside and inside the church. The opposition outside the church is easy to understand. He was a Jesuit and they lived in an anti-clerical time. So there was many, many opposition against him as a Jesuit, as a representative of the uh, obscurantism of the church, etc. And he also uh, lived in the middle of very violent attacks against Jesuits and against uh, religious people. Uh, this is, uh, um, this is uh, um, an anonymous letter sent to him, uh, which, uh, which is a sort of treating letter. We pray the Reverend Angelo Secchi to leave us in peace. We respect his person as a renowned Italian astronomer, but we have this is, uh, I think, in this press, that in this sentence, there is really what is what was the the contest in which he lived. He was respected as a scientist. He was hated as a Jesuit. So it was really in the middle of a of a of a, of a, of a crossfire. And he also um, sometimes speak about this. Uh, we are offended openly every day by the public. Press. There are infamous calumnies against us. Uh, we have seen the, the fire at our, at our doors. So this gives them an idea of the difficult context in which in which he lived. And uh, also, when he, he first accepted and then renounced the chair of astrophysics, he was again attacked by the anti-clerical, and he was also attacked by the by the, the ultra-conservatorism uh, Catholic, Catholics, because uh, he, his acceptation of the, of, the, of the chair was considered as a sort of a, um, complicity with the Italian government. And he wrote, uh, my distress with what is said by me is beyond every limit. But in front of God, I know that I have not failed. And this is comforting for me. He had he had he had uh, done everything in obedience to his superiors, and it was uh, for him it was it was comforting. Yeah, I know that I have not failed. And 
However, it was uh, during the uh, his participation to the, uh, in 1875 to the um, National uh, Congress. So he was also very strongly attacked, attacked because uh, that was considered a sort of, of Congress of heretic people in the sense that there was the participation of, uh, uh, for instance, of uh, the famous philosopher, French philosopher, uh, Renan, Ernest Renan, who wrote uh, Life of Jesus, where he was uh, openly anti-clerical, anti anti-religious, and of course, uh, the same participation, the participation of Seki was interpreted as a sort of um, complicity also with this uh, heretic people. And uh, he wrote in his diary, I condemned myself to, to not to go around, to stay always uh, in, my, in my room. Uh, but even in this case, there were people that have uh, talked about me uh, for invite. And uh, one of the most uh, interesting controversies is uh, with uh, Vincenzo Nardini. Vincenzo Nardini was a Dominican, uh, an Italian Dominican, and uh, uh, he has uh, uh, published some works about mechanicism and atomism. And uh, uh, he has attacked one of the Jesuits who was also, uh, was Giorgi, who was a supporter also of the atomism. And, uh, uh, Zeki reacted to this with, with the publication of a, of a booklet, uh, Intorno alla soluzione di un problema fisico-cosmologico, and where he um, examined the discussion made by Nardini and context and, and uh, um, give some explanation. Um, and Nardini replied to him in another publication, a response to Padre Vincenzo Nardini and a letter of Padre Angelo Secchi. And uh, all the controversy developed around 1862. And in the end, uh, uh, Secchi um, tried to, to explain that there was some kind of a confusion between physics and metaphysics. So when we were talking about mechanicism and atomism, we have to um, specify if we are talking about physics or about metaphysics. And about two years later, it was even worse because uh, um, he published the book on the unity of physical forces. And one of the Jesuits, uh, Giovanni Maria Cornoldi, uh, which was one of the founders of the Neotomism uh, movement, uh, published the Sistemi Meccanico and Dinamico Circa la Costituzione del Corpo, where he openly attacked uh, Secchi. And he sent also this booklet to Secchi, writing to him, oh, I'm sorry, we, I, we don't agree on this, on this important question. And uh, Secchi reacted very, very, Violently to this, uh, to this, um, uh, to this booklet. Uh, I have long hesitated if I should ask for you. I'm doing it because I believe that the time has come to abolish an abomination of littering through the church. You tend to believe that nobody can be Catholic if he doesn't retain the materia prima and that the total of capitalism. 
You have become a champion of this sect, this does immense damage, and is the only one that justifies the great cry of the unbelievers that the church is opposed to science. Because of such follies, we are all insulted, mocked, and trumpeted. It is time to put an end to the sect that pretends to exhibit papal infallibility to support its own personal truth and hide its ignorance. I myself am a victim of your foolishness. I tell you it's time for it to end. As you can read, it is very uh, strong reaction. And uh, um, he also speak about this to another astronomer, Scaparelli, who was his friend in Milano, and he uh, speaks about this group of, um, of people who were against him. Lately, a kind of cult or something like that has been formed. They want to resurrect the most ridiculous peripatetic philosophy. Certain recently articles published by them were really disgusting for me. What is certain is that their doctrines are neither Jesuitic nor Catholic at all, but a fruit on their brain. It's a very, very strong position. They consider me as an amateur, and my poor conversation on the unity of physical forces were represented by them as a work not only full of errors, but also dangerous for faith. And uh, uh, it is not surprising that in, uh, during the, the Vatican Council first, a, a, a pamphlet circulated petitions to the very reverend fathers of the council for the abolition of the Collegio Romano Observatory. Contra astronomicum in Collegio Romano Observatorium sub direzione celebris Jesuita Angelis. It's an attack to him. It should be, you can read, it's really impressionist. You, it should be stopped at too generous tolerance and warn the Roman observatory and poet Father Secchi, who is its life and representative, to cease the effects of his elucubration and to demonstrate that the basis of modern astronomy are false and erroneous. He would examine if there are exorcism quite powerful to completely purify those ruining machines, to be sure that every satanic influence is eliminated when using them and that no danger derives from this exorcism to the Holy City. It, it's really, of course, it, it, it's a really, it, it's an incredible reaction. So again, against, against, against secular, of course. And um, it is a very, it is a very, with, with a, with a typical um, humor, because uh, Seki was, was a person with much humor. He tried to describe this, this situation. I believe that in order to stay on travel in the world, it suffice not to bother anyone and to deal with things of distant words. But I see that although I have done this, I will succeed. One person tortures me with superlative and unmerited praises, making me ridiculous. Someone else rocks me by stretching scriptures to make me appear blasphemous and redolent. I mean, one person slams a sensor on my nose to his advantage, while another one drags me through the mud. It would be foolish to reply to all. And this is a 
a very interesting also passage. Why someone see disbelief and atheism in my writings? Others see an important Bible. One person expected, another one, another does not find the ring, the physics of St. Thomas. To the latter, I will only say that physics has progressed a little since St. Thomas. And if St. Thomas had been in our times, he would not have adopted the physics that he did adopt, but the physics that is in use in schools nowadays, just as he adopted then the one in use in those days. This gentleman want me to pass for a metaphysician, which I neither am nor claim to be. Despite its progresses, however, science has not been able to get rid of God. And those who hope that science will, as well as their successor, will never obtain this. I just mentioned very briefly some of his position about the most um, debated um, things of that time, for instance, about evolutions, the idea of consecutive transformations taken with appropriate moderation is not incompatible either with reason or religion. In effect, if we do not consider everything as carried out by pure inner forces of the brute matter, but we admit that these forces come from the first reason who created matter and gave it the power to produce such effect, there is no intrinsic repugnance to believe that until the intervention of a new force, some organisms could develop themselves in one way rather than in another, thus originating different things. But when a series of these beings passes to another one containing a new principle, then things change. It is impossible to pass from the vegetable without sensitivity to the animal, having sensation, without a new power <clears throat> that cannot come from either organization or matter alone. You can say this even more when we pass from the brute animal to the man who thinks, reflects, and has a conscience. A new principle must then be associated to the physical forces of matter to produce this result. Another interesting view is about the pluralism, about the existence of life in the universe. Creation is not a simple mass of incandescent matter. It's a wonderful organism where, when the incandescence ceases, life starts. Even though it may be inaccessible to our telescopes, nonetheless, by analogy with our globe, we are able to conclude that it exists in others. The atmospheric constitution of the other planets, so similar to ours, as well as that of the stars, so, so similar to that of the sun, convince us that those celestial bodies are in a stage similar to the current one of our system, or are running a stage that is as already passed, or is destined to pass, to pass. In the immense variety of creatures that have existed and exist in our planet, we may argue the diversity of those that might exist there. Life fills the universe, and intelligence is associated to life. And since many beings inferior to us exist on Earth, in other conditions, many other beings more capable than us might exist. It would be a very restricted view, however, to suppose that the very celestial body, every celestial body is inhabited like ours. It is with a sweet sentiment that man thinks of these numberless worlds where each star is a sun, which is today 
totally accepted from the astronomical point of view, that as a minister of divine bounty distributes life and goodness to other innumerable beings who are blessed by the hands of the omnipotent. And also other thing, other about the about the advancement of science, how it is it is it is important to make conjectures and not to fabricate words in, based on our imagination. Uh, I, I go fast, and I think that uh, we can conclude with the modernity of his, of his thought and his personality. First is modern view of science. He has a, the idea that science must be open to new technologies and theories and ready to explore unconventional paths. And uh, for instance, he decided to to dedicate the, the, the observer, the new observatory to physical astronomy, which was uh, almost neglected by the other uh, observatories. He immediately uh, recognized that the, the, it was a, a, new, a new path to, to follow and he decided to, uh, to introduce uh, in, the, in the Collegio Romano Observatory spectroscopy and photography physical astronomy, what he called it. He also had an idea that science should be cooperative. Uh, science needs to be made as, as a network with collaborations. It's far from being the alone scientist working inside this room. No, it's very open to collaboration. And for instance, when they established the, uh, the Italian Spectroscopic Society, he has the, is, is the first that has this idea. Small groups should be recruited for drawing the prominences and also propose who? Maybe Temple from Milano, <clears throat> maybe someone from Naples and Respighi from Rome. He's a source of, uh, he liked to build the communities and build also scientific communities, which is a very interesting aspect of this work. He also has the idea that science must be at the service of the people. At the service of the, of the he, he was involved in, in many public uh, uh, works. He improved the, the, the time signal system, for instance, and also the cartography of the proper states, and also made the, the uh, daily telegraphic dispatch for the forecasting, and also improved the, the system of lighthouses for the ports of the proper states. He wrote some guidelines for seismic prevention and also uh, installed the lightning rods for the Roman monuments and also uh, designed some fire safety system for the Basilica of St. Paul. And also introduced the, some, uh, wanted to create some electrical railways in the proper state. He had the idea that the proper state should be a modern state with technology at the service of the people. And this is the idea that science must be useful and must be also for the benefit of the, of the people, of the citizen. It's also sort of a runner of many of the concepts that today we use, that of the citizen science, the, the involvement of people in science, of, of, for instance, for the, uh, the idea of, of public outreach. So it was really, very modern in many of his ideas. The idea that science should be no profit. When he was invited to, to, to make some uh, 
adjustment for some instrument by paying a taxes. He said, no, the observatory uh, never will receive these taxes. If the public government wants to put the tax, okay, but not for us, they can take this just because uh, science has no profit. You don't have to, to have uh, um, money from your scientific uh, activity. It is at the service of the others. You cannot have a profit from this. And also the science is suitable for all. He was a very active uh, speaker. He only made public lectures for everybody. He wrote that he make conferences in favor of workers, society. He went to colleges, uh, schools to make uh, physics courses. And what is very interesting is also that he was very open also for the uh, education of girls. Catholic girls should be properly educated in general for the rule of the houses, but also because there are some of them who have been placed by providence in a condition to manage employed person in the future. And it is necessary that this education is suitable to begin self-confident and to gain some esteem publicly so that they will be respected and they will tolerate. This is a modern idea also uh, with, uh, with uh, the, the concept of, of the uh, dignity of women, of course. So it's, uh, and he was very active in this. He was in the, in the female colleges and, and also make a scientific course uh, lessons uh, there. And also very modern science religion view. True faith is not opposing to science. This is a very beautiful image. Both are rays of the same sun, aimed at illuminating the way to trust to our blind and weak minds. Deprived of this noble purpose, these studies are mere curiosities and often just result in pain or at least unrewarding struggles. It is stimulating to consider how it is wonderful to show the creator's work, even when any other excitement fades away. This raises the mind over the major reality of the calculations and makes these struggles a sublime and divine work. Science is a gift from God. Profane studies by opening the mind facilitate the intelligence of divine things. Heavens show the Lord's glory, and the wildflower and the small flying insect show his endless wisdom. But the intelligence itself is a gift from God. Every potential knowledge comes from God. It is therefore a gift from God, also the intelligence of the sciences, and this is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We could then courageously, but also rightfully, ask God for this gift. Ask the light of intellect for understanding the Lord's work, for knowing his greatness and our obligations. The um, Pope Pius IX was very, very uh, friend of, of Seki. Uh, he always uh, uh, great estimated him and also he defined an excellent, an excellent Jesuit science and religious virtue. And the most important virtues were humility and obedience. And also his, his confrere, Ferrari and Marchetti, all along his life and scientific career, he did not look for other than the honor and the response of the Catholic Church, showing clearly how science and Christian faith can be enjoyed. Of course, I have no time to speak about the, legacy, the scientific legacy, which was uh, completely forgotten in Italy, but um, I developed it in the United States, where uh, George L.A. Hale was 
considered as, a, as the, 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 the air of, of, of SECI in the sense that developed the astrophysical and solar researches there. Uh, but an ideal uh, legacy was also the, uh, the establishment of the Vatican Observatory, uh, which was also established by Pope Leo XIII with this sort of apologetic intent to show, to demonstrate that the, the church is not opposed to science. And uh, it, it is a very strange, I would like to mention that also the second, also an interesting popularity in literature. It is mentioned by Engels in his dialectic of natures, mm -hmm. and also by Jules Verne in Batman's, uh, in, uh, in one of his romans, and also by Dan Brown in The Rich Code. So it's a, it's a very strange, uh, but we can, and what is what's most surprising for me, that also a Russian poet, Arsenitas Tarkovsky, wrote a poem dedicated to Seki. So it's really incredible. And uh, I would like to conclude by with this definition that he gave for himself. He brought the flavor of physics into astronomy and is considered one of the most active and successful founders of this branch of modern astronomy. And uh, uh, I like this uh, prayer because this is a sort of prayer. I would like to conclude with this prayer, which is like you wrote. We therefore address ourselves to the Lord of the Sciences and especially to the very holy person of the very holy trinity whose task is properly that to light up our intellect. We appeal to him to be illuminated as we do not ask this intelligence for our vanity, but to learn how to love and serve him from the knowledge of him and his works. May he, the Holy Spirit, visit our minds all open to him. May this gift be accompanied by the highest grace which renders us friends of God and his worldings. You, Paraclete Counselor, console our souls from the bitterness, which is often the fruit of our struggles and studies. May you, precious gift of the highest and divided Trinity, living source of every science, fire of true love those who always you link to your charity. May you illuminate our minds with your light and our hearts with your ardor and give us fortitude and courage to overcome today and forever our rivals. Let our studies be aimed at knowing more and more the Divine Father, the Redemptor Son, and you. I think they can stop here. Thank you.